talk to him about his uh, his career as a ring announcer and how the pandemic affected him and how it's much better now that he's back. So we're definitely going to... Come on, connect. Come on, connect. Add a girl. What? Uh, what up? Not much. No. <coughs> yeah, so it's gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting show. Matt's got triple duty tonight. That'll yeah. be interesting. Yep. So. Well, again, definitely look forward to talking with him at 7 o'clock and uh, see what he's got to say. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkToYou.com, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week, as usual, my host, my co-host, my best friend, my tag team partner, the best in the business, the number Greg. Greg, what's up? Hey, what's up, Trib? Oh man, I can't I can't believe that man. We got the big news of the day today, the six releases from WWE. I was shocked with two of them. And uh Really? Oh only two yeah. of them? I was oh. shocked with uh um, okay. Strowman and I was shocked about Alistair Black. Um the thing with the, the thing is we've discussed this on the show numerous times, and I'll definitely get your opinion on each and every one of these. But I gotta, I gotta say this. I mean, you've got such a very bad, very depleted women's tag team division on SmackDown that's being held together by a paper clip and a piece of fucking chewing gum, and you release Ruby Riot from the Riot Squad, who, as most people probably don't know, or maybe some do know that the Riot Squad is the longest tenured women's tag team in the WWE. Well, yeah, and but that's why that's why when you said only two surprised you, Ruby Riot was just as big of a surprise to me. Well, e- even yeah, that, possibly yeah. possibly bigger than Aleister Black depending on you know, if you flip a coin heads or tails. Yeah, that's that's true too, but I mean, I was Lana, I really didn't care about that. Murphy, I didn't really care about that. Um, I, like I said, I don't know. Who, I don't know who Santana Garrett is unless she's from NXT. Well, she was. She at one point she was um, a performance enhancement on the main roster. Then she actually, because she was in the performance center, and then she actually went to NXT. Very, 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 very little TV time um, and whatnot. And, I mean, came with a, uh, I guess, I don't want to say promising career, but potential, but never amounted to anything. Right. And that's why I said I have no idea who she was because I never really saw her. Right. But, um... Your your opinion on, on all the releases. I mean, Braun Strowman was a shock to me. And, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I, uh, yep. And I just thought that, you know, WWE was probably going to, you know, 
I, I heard people talking earlier today, you know, you do all these, these new vignettes with, uh, with Aleister Black, you insert him into the main, into a main event match between Big E and, um, um, it was the Fatal 4 for the IC title. Yeah, for the IC title. Yeah. He gets involved in this match, and now you let him go. My opinion here is I think there's something more to it than meets the eye. There's got, there had to have been some kind of discipline problem or, or whatever with Aleister Black. Maybe he just didn't get along with people, or maybe there was more to this thing with him and uh, Selena Vega than meets the eye that nobody's talking about. Because it seemed like they were getting ready to get him going with Big E, and now all of a sudden... You know, good luck in your future endeavors. Right. Just doesn't make sense. But what's your opinion on everything? Well, once again, I mean, my my opinion is, is pretty much the same. I mean, when I saw the headline that Braun Strowman was released, I was shocked. And then when I saw Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, I was surprised. Um, confused. I mean, not that it's a big loss, but confused about Lana. Um, and then, once again, Santana, Garrett, Murphy, no big loss. Um, right. So that, that, I mean, that was basically what it is. Yep. I mean, I just, I just don't understand. I mean, I, I, well, I really can't say I don't understand. I mean, I understand the budget cuts because, you know, during the pandemic, Thing, things were bad with the WWE, right. but I was watching sport, I was watching Sportskeeda, the guys that do the live show on Facebook, and one of the guys was saying that during the pandemic, the WWE made their most money nope. during the pandemic because there nope. was no travel issues. Nope, he's full of shit. Full of shit. I looked it up online, and I went to their published quarterly... Um, profit, um, which yeah. is something that any publicly traded company in the world, you have access to it if you know how to look for it. And in the fourth yep. quarter of 2020, they profited $13.6 million. Fourth quarter 2019, they profited $69.3 million. That's profit. That's after paying all your, all your expenses for traveling, all your talent, all, buying the T-shirts that you sell. I mean, all your expenses. You know, paying the arenas that you're having, play, you know, you're having shows in. They made $69.3 million. Last year, they only made thirteen point six. $56 million difference. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I mean, you did uh, share those numbers with us on our on our page, and it was kind right. of uh, kind of shocking that they had those kind of numbers and right. how much it went down. And now I'd, I'd ask your opinion, um, and I mean, unfortunately, there's nobody else on, I mean, Jasmine, I don't know if she wants to weigh in. Um, but you look at why why these people, you know, why these six. Um, I think we understand why Lana, she's 
useless. Um, Santana Garrett wasn't doing anything anyways. I mean, you didn't even know who she was. Um, I had heard of the name, but if you put her in a crowd standing right next to me, I wouldn't have known who she was. And then Murphy, we've known for a while that, I mean, he had potential, but was never able to live up to that potential. The only time that he did was when he had that brief campaign with Rollins, and then it just fell off the back end of the truck. Right. So when you look at Braun, you look at Aleister Black, and you look at Ruby Riot, and you look at what are they worth to the company, um, or, or what's their overall net worth compared to other superstars. Um, obviously, comparing Ruby Riot to, I mean, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Becky Lynch wouldn't be fair. So I compared her to. Um, Naomi, um, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Okay? Okay. Respectably, in that order, um, Naomi's net worth is $1.5 million. Mandy Rose's is $2.5 million. Sonya Deville is $2 million. So that brings... You know, the, the value of your net worth is the value you are to a company. Ruby Riot's net worth was $1 million. Liv Morgan was another one I looked up. She was $1.5 million. So if you take into consideration that we talked about it in our last show, the Riot Squad just has not put it together well enough to be a formidable tag team. Um, right. And they maybe just saw that, you know what? Her net worth is only a million. And I say only a million compared to, I mean, Becky Lynch 5, Charlotte 8.5, and whatever. Yeah. So you, you, it's not worth to them to keep something that they can't use. Right. Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, respectively, net worth are worth $1 million for Braun Strowman, and Aleister Black actually has a net worth of $1.5 million. When you look at Seth Rollins, his net worth is $10 million. You look at Big E, his is $3.5 million. AJ Styles... 8 million. Roman Reigns, 12 million. Sheamus, 8 million. Bobby Lashley, 4 million. Kofi Kingston, 3 million. And one that might surprise you is Drew McIntyre, only worth 1.5 million. But in 2019, Drew McIntyre was only worth, net worth was only 500,000. So he's on an upswing. Right. So when you look at what Aleister Black has done, they've now tried three different personas with him on the main roster. Granted, this last one was only a couple weeks long, but it hasn't led to anything. How many times has Braun Strowman been in the title picture and then out of the title picture? In the title picture, out of the title picture. 
Um, the only thing that I, I couldn't find is um, when contracts were expiring. Because once they got let go, they don't have a contract. So it was hard to find, you know, when their contracts were expiring. Um, right. Lana had just signed a, um, a contract extension in 2020. Braun Strowman in 2019. Aleister Black was 2018. Ruby Riot was 2018. So, you know, a lot of their contracts are three or five years so it could have been to the point as to where Ruby Riot had a three, I don't know, she could have had a three-year contract that was coming up sometime in the next six months. And right. maybe they felt like she was going to ask for too much money. We don't have anything for her. Let's just cut her loose now. But didn't Braun Strowman's contract was for four years? I, like I said, I don't know. I, didn't, I couldn't find when contracts... The only thing it said is he signed a multi-year contract in 2019. Right. When I was listening to those guys today, like I said, they were saying that Braun Strowman signed a four-year contract for some big money. They didn't go into the details of, of the contract. Well, his, his, saying- his published salary, last I remember, was below a million dollars. So that's not big money. Or maybe he wanted. Maybe he wanted to re up for more money. Yep. And they said no. Now, do you think? Do you? I've been meaning. To, I've been waiting to ask you this question. And now that we're live, uh, I can do it. Do you think? Not only with Aleister Black and Braun Strowman, Ruby Riot, but do you think the WWE was just running out of out of ways to? Um, how do I want to say it? Running out of ways to promote them? Running out of ways to promote their matches? Because Braun Strowman's a two-time champion, three-time champion. I see. I, the the was, timing to me was what was weird about the whole situation. No, they're going on the road in, well, I mean, what, today's June 2nd? So they're right. going on the road in about 45 days for at least a 25-month tour that's going to take them through Labor Day. So for the rest of for, you know, the, the second half of the summer. Why, yeah. why now? Um, that's the only right. question that I have. And, and I mean, depending on... The stories you read and, you know, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, whatever else out there. Um, I mean, TikTok, Sports Kita, a, a lot of, you know, former WWE wrestlers, CM Punk. Um, they're wondering with after this big deal with NBC Universal, is Vince McMahon, who's definitely got a lot less of his life in front of him than behind him. Is he ready to sell WWE? And seeing that WWE only profited $13.6 million last quarter of the year, 
Um, the first quarter of the year, that usually doesn't get released until the third quarter, which wouldn't be until July, um, right. if not even later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you see that and see, oh, wow, they lost 48% of their, you know, revenue in one year, you know, are, are we going to purchase a sinking ship? So you right. have to make cuts. Now, do you think that by bringing back the live crowds that the WWE networks is going to skyrocket, even though they've lost all these all this talent? I, I mean, it's hard to say. Um, I don't. I didn't look up what the actual company's net worth is. I just went to individual. Um, let's see, real quick. Now, for a lot of people out there that uh, are just tuning in late or just come off the turnip truck, uh, we're discussing... (laughs) Sorry, right now, as of 2021, WWE has a net worth of $6 billion. Okay. So, that's a little bit of money. Kind of makes you wonder if money really is the issue. I mean... And just, just, to, just to give you a something you compare it to. The, according to Forbes magazine, the most valuable... Net worth team in all of professional sports is. Take a guess. You should know. You should know it very well. The most valuable team in sports. Professional sports, American professional sports, because there's some fucking soccer teams that are high on the list. Would that happen to be the Dallas Cowboys? Five point seven billion dollars. <laughs> so WWE doesn't is doesn't have a net worth higher than the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, has a net worth higher than the Dallas Cowboys, who part of net of part of the net worth value of, of the Cowboys is Texas Stadium, because they own Texas Stadium. WWE doesn't own any arena or field or didn't have a Hall of Fame. I mean, (laughs) so that just tells you how much what the how much it's worth to own WWE. Right. And next year, I believe next year's WrestleMania is at uh, um, Texas Stadium. Is it? Is it Texas Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I was talking to DJ earlier, and he's, when I told him about the releases, he goes, I, I just don't get it. Right. <laughs> and like just, you said, you know, why, why now? The timing right. is not good. Right. And because now I'm kind of wondering how good is this Hell in the Cell pay-per-view? 
going to be. Because if you notice, the ones that they got rid of, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Braun Strowman was the only one from Monday Night Raw. Everybody else is from SmackDown. Um, well, so, don't really know what Murph, where Murphy was, what he was doing, because he oh, wasn't doing yeah. anything. Um, he was kind of on the fence. Yeah. All right. But well, yeah. Let me ask you that all important question. Does this mean we're going to see one tag team championship? Because who's Lana and Naomi going to defend against? What? I mean, who's, um, who's, um, Tamina and, uh, Natalia? The same people they the same people they've been defending against. Uh, It's not just a it's not just a SmackDown tag title. It's a women's tag division title. Oh, okay. So I mean, you know, there's I mean, you'll have to possibly find another tag partner for Naomi. and then same thing with Lib Morgan. Um, but, I mean, they have... Um, I mean, they could reform, if they wanted to, they could reform the Boston Hug connection. Um, they could put Bailey and Carmella together. I mean, right now you haven't really had much for them singles. You could bring up, you know, eventually bring up Shotzi and Ember Moon. I, I mean, I think, you know, they'll... You know, they'll figure something out. And could the WWE have done that? Lana, garbage. She will go to AEW. Braun sucks at promos and is fairly boring. Alistair and Buddy are super great, and WWE lost out on them. AEW. I don't think any of them are going to AEW. Well, I, I could definitely see Lana going to AEW. Oh, Lana, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh... So that kind of makes you wonder, eventually, is AEW going to be the only game in town? No, no, not even close. Not even close. Because even on WWE's worst day, they trample right now anything that AEW does. Not even close. They they had their big double or nothing pay-per-view. They had a hundred and forty-five thousand pay-per-view buys. Dude, that's horrible. Uh, and that's what yeah. I mean. Right. That's that's horrible. Yeah. Now, do you think the WWE, because they got rid of Lana, because they got rid of Ruby Riot, which definitely we know splits up those tag teams? But do you think the WWE will, like you said, you know, maybe Shotzi and Ember, do you think WWE will probably bring them up because they're like, well, we can probably get more value out of those two than we can with Lana and Naomi or the Riot Squad? I I thought that for a moment um, up until yesterday when I watched NXT. Um... Totally blanked on the fact that Raquel Gonzalez took out Shotzi Blackheart the week before, and now there's yeah. Ember Moon in a feud with 
you know, well, both Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon is going to go through Dakota Kai to get the right to take on Raquel Gonzalez at NXT TakeOver um, in your house or whatever, whenever they're going to do it. So that kind of puts a little kibosh on them coming up immediately. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see them bringing... You know, informing more tag teams and bringing them up. Either that, or they're just gonna have to do away with the tag titles. By the way, I thought NXT was a good show last night. It was all right. I mean, the uh, the, the first match, the triple threat match, was was really good. Right. So let's just real quick go back to the as we were talking about AEW being the only game in town. Right now, net worth in two thousand twenty one. For AEW, are you ready for this? Yeah. $20 million. Okay. Thank you. Paul Dredd, thank you for tuning in. <coughs> $20 million, their net worth. Yes. Now everybody I talk to swears up and down that this Tony Khan fella... Now, now that's not Tony Khan. Tony Khan himself is probably a multi-billionaire with his father's money, but the company, AEW, right now their net worth is listed at $20 million, as opposed to WWE's $6 billion. Right, and I think if AEW wants to catch up to WWE, then they need to put full dread on their cards. Um, <laughs> but, uh, First time I've seen Bull Dread tune in. I want to thank you very much for uh, tuning in and checking us out. We are talking the recent cuts today from the WWE before our seven <coughs> interview. The face of the voice of PAPW, Mr. Matt DeCourt, will be joining us at 7 p.m. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we just saw Strowman on Raw like, what, two weeks ago in a triple threat match and I was, my, my chin hit the floor when it's like, did they let go of Braun Strowman? <coughs> yeah, I mean. And then, when, and then when Aleister Black, it's like, wait a minute, they're doing all these new vignettes, maybe they're going to repackage him, make him a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more spookier, then he comes out during the Intercontinental title match with Big E. Gives him the black mask, leaves, and now boom, he's gone. Yep. That just made no sense. That's why I really don't care what time I do. And he even, um, on his own personal Twitter account, he even said, um, spent, you know, thank you for the eight years, I've learned a lot, yada, yada, yada. And then later on in in the tweet mentioned that, you know, I'm as shocked as you. We just did all these, you know, black whatever it is vignettes. And then shocked to find out I was released. Right. Now, the other question I want to ask you is, do you think being on outs with... Selena Vega had something to do with it. Well, no, 
Absolutely, because it had rumored that she was in negotiations to come back. Okay. So, I don't know. To me, it's just a confusing part, a confusing time. You know, like you had said, and I reiterated before, I reiterated what you said before. It's bad timing. Um, well, I, I don't know that it's bad timing. Once again... I mean, it's it's surprising at the timing of it. Whether it's bad timing right. or not, it's still too early to to determine. Right. Um, we won't know if it's bad timing until, unfortunately, months, maybe even a year down the road. Right, because actually, how many people, how many of those superstars <laughs> have used on the well, I mean, forget about the pay-per-view. How often were they constantly used on their shows? Aleister Black, rarely. Murphy, barely. Ruby Riot, occasionally. Braun Strowman, occasionally. Santana Garrett, never. And one of the guys from Sports Kita was saying today, when I was watching that, he said, so it looks, he said, so it looks like we're going to see Natalia and Tamina against... Mandy Rose and um, Dana Brooke 25 times. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, for now, we'll, you know. But, until Alexa Bliss and Lily become a tag team. <laughs> right. Which is something I wanted to discuss with you, you know, about Monday Night Raw this past week. It was Monday Night Raw. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. I I thought the, uh, like I said to you, off the air, because we do talk quite a bit off the air. And um, I I just thought that um, Shayna Baszler original thing was ridiculous. And um, obviously I don't think Shayna and Nia are going to be a tag team anymore. No. And nope. And, she, and it looks like now, do you think Alexa Bliss will accept the challenge? And was it really a challenge to Alexa Bliss by Shayna? All she said was, next week we're going to talk. Right. So, so what do you mean, do I think she, what challenge is she accepting? How is I'm that? Saying, a, do you think Shayna was challenging her, or is it just one of these, well, we're just going to talk? Yeah, I think she's going to talk to Alexa Bliss. <clears throat> and then she then she called me stupid. I thought that was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And then did you see the look so, on Alexa Bliss's oh, face after she walked away? That's why Alexa's playing yeah. his character perfectly. Yep. <clears throat> and what did, what did you think of Raw? Um, but it was okay. I mean, it wasn't as good as last week's um, Raw. Um, it had one... Excellent match, Drew McIntyre versus Xavier Woods. I mean, sorry, Kofi Kingston. Um, I liked the ending of the Xavier Woods-Randy Orton match with Randy Orton using the bro Derek. You know, paying homage to um, Matt Riddle standing ringside. And then, you know, the rest of the show was, was okay. A bunch of, everything else was like C to C+. Plus. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. 
Kofi Kingston, uh, Drew McIntyre match was the best match of the night. Oh, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even though it was the first match of the night. Um, what? What did you think of this shit? No, what was that? Yeah, it was the first match. No. Wasn't it the first match of the night? Drew no. McIntyre, Kofi Kingston? I thought it was the first match. No, that was the last match. The last match, okay. But you didn't see because you oh. fell asleep. Well, not really. You but, told uh, me you missed the last two matches. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought it was the first match. Oh. Maybe you're thinking well, of anyway. NXT. Uh, maybe you're thinking of the NXT Triple Threat match being first. I don't know. Could be, but overall, I thought it was a good match. only have two matches so, officially now. Still two matches. Yep. Yep. So, but, I mean, if WWE could do anything right now to really grab the attention of the fans right now and just say, I gotta watch this to see what's gonna happen, what, what would they need to do? I, I mean, that's, that's kind of an unfair question, because going, I mean, because it's, I'm not saying you're asking me for facts, but I, I think that going in front of live crowds and bringing Make Ben step down. That's what has to be done. Okay. Um, <clears throat> bringing back... <sighs> See, it's tough. Because you can oh. say bringing back, you know, talent that has not been seen for a while. Um, I mean, Becky Lynch. Um, well, you can't bring back Aleister Black. Um, bring up... Exciting, fresh new talent from NXT. Um, bite the bullet and offer Tessa Blanchard two million, three million, four million a year to join WWE. Um, you know, bring back you know John Cena for that one last run. Try don't give me Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in a two minute match. Right. You know, not even the legends yep. and half of oh, and Hall of Famers want to stay. John, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, I agree. I mean, is WWE going to bring back John Cena? We know they're going to bring back Becky Lynch. Um, it's just a matter of when. Right, right. John Cena 
Well, I think you're going to, I really think you're going to see them when they start doing the live crowds. Like the live Monday Night Raw, the live SmackDown. I believe you will see him. Right. And if he shows up, now, another name I want to throw out there to you, not in a wrestling capacity, but to make an appearance would be the dead man. No. Uh, I don't know. Because he said on he said on his thing on WWE Network, he told Vince, "If you need me for ratings, call me." And even if they say, "Hey, can can you just you know make an appearance and you know talk to the crowd, you know rest in peace, all the the crowd will go nuts. Same thing with Cena. The crowd will go nuts when he comes out. Right, but. I mean, maybe it's a personal thing for me. The next time I see The Undertaker in live and in front of anybody is when he goes into the Hall of Fame. You know, okay, yep. I, I, that's, that's it. That, that's, not that I never want to see him again or if he was to come out on a surprise to end a SmackDown, you know, would I think it was stupid and hate it? No, but I personally, next time, I mean, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania type deal. Right. Um, John Best, what do you mean by please put Ace A to bed forever? I, I don't understand. I don't know that one. Um, yeah, I think they'll bring Cena back to break well, Ric Flair's record. I think he corrected himself below what Tony said, and he meant he tried typing Cena. So please put oh, Cena to bed okay. forever. Okay. That's possible. Yeah, I see him. It says Cena. Okay, yep. And, you know, maybe. Do you think the WWE might have cut off their nose to spite their face by not bringing back CM Punk? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, it all depends on what you can get out, get out of them. I mean, some people are in it only for the money. And I don't think that's what you need right now in WWE. You need performers like, you know, Kofi Kingston. You need performers like Daniel Bryan. People that love to be in the ring and love what they do. I mean, right. never have I ever right. read that um, Daniel Bryan complained how much he was making. He just complained that he wanted to wrestle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... You want to get guys that are there for the love of the business. Right. I mean, I don't want Brock Lesnar back because he's not going to come back unless you're going to pay him the money he wants to come back. Right. You know, John Cena yeah. wants to come back because he loves performing in front of the WWE universe. Yep. So... I mean, it's something that WWE is going to have to really sit down and, you know, figure out what their game plan is going to be for the rest of the 
here for the next couple of pay-per-views. And, you know, as far as, like, you know, as far as me saying, you know, before you came up with the legitimate numbers, before, with me saying, you know, is AEW going to be the next only game in town? I realized that AEW is, they're in, they're in the rearview mirror. Well, right now, yeah. I mean, once again, even Burger King can say anything and everything they want. Wendy's, Taco Bell, they can all say anything and everything they want. McDonald's will always be number one. You know, Pepsi can say everything they want. Coca-Cola is still going to be the top dog. Yep. Uh-huh. And that, uh, that's quite interesting, yeah, because, you know, you can, you know, like you said, you can talk all you want, but you got to come up with the product, you got to come up with the numbers to back it up. Right. And, you know, to be honest with you, if I had a choice to watch AEW or TNA, I'd watch TNA. Why, you don't know anybody. I mean, you know less people in TNA than you do in AEW. No, I know a few people in TNA. And DC3's I'm... in TNA. Uh, Moose is in TNA. Um, so, but, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to see what, what's going to happen. Right. But, uh, getting back to NXT, I thought that... Um, MSK match was real good as well. Yes. Yes. And I just, I just found out today that Carmelo, I don't know what his last name was. The one that Hayes, was I, think, I think Hayes. Huh? Hayes. Carmelo Hayes? Yes. That was Christian Casanova. I have no idea who that is. Well, he was wrestling on the show that we saw for PAPW at the casino. Um... <clears throat> he was an indie wrestler that uh, made it to uh, um, NXT. No. Oh, EC3 is in Ring of Honor. Okay. Thank you for correcting me, Tony. I thought he was still in TNA. Um, yeah, but I thought that uh, that match was really good. When Bronson, um, Bronson Reed came out and squashed, uh, yeah, yeah, I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, that was that was probably the best match of the night. Um, I, I don't know. I thought I don't know. I liked I liked the opening triple threat match. I, I really did. I mean, granted, there was no ending, which was probably the only part of that match that wasn't the best. But Adam Cole coming and taking everybody out. Made it, yep. I mean, made it more interesting to me. Yes. Now, what do you think they're going to do? Who, who do you think they're going to, if they, if they do, I don't see it happening, but if they give the ball to one of those guys to run with it against Karrion Cross, who do you think it's going to be? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Right now they're doing a fatal five-way. Yeah. Um, I think, so. I think Karrion Cross is going to rip through all of them. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just a big, nasty guy. And the, you know the best part of the triple threat match? Was a lot of times in triple threat matches, you'll see, you know, two on one for a couple minutes, and then you'll see one guy 
go out of the ring. And then the other two guys fight for a little while. And then when that guy comes back in, person C gets thrown out of the ring. Then A and B are fighting, and then C comes back in, and B goes out, and it's A versus C. There was a lot of people, in that, a lot of times in that match, that it was A versus B versus C. During yep. the match, all three of them um, worked very well together. Yes, they did. And I like, I like that, that Pete Dunn. Yeah. He's an amazing, amazing talent. Yeah. Um, Matt DeCourt watching. Thank you for tuning in, Matt. We'll be hearing from you momentarily, hopefully. And, um, yeah, so I thought that was good. I mean, I didn't care. I didn't care too much. Uh, I didn't care too much for the women's tag match because I'm not much for, uh, what's her name there? Um, Horseface? No, Johnny Gargano's wife. I thought you liked Candice LeRae. Nah, you were all about her and all. She should come up. She should be this. She should be that. Yeah, but she kind of got stale. Wow. And, and you know, I mean, Indy Hartwell seemed to have a couple of moves. Uh, seems to be, her skills seem to be improving a little bit. Yep. I mean, I sure hope so because you, you can't suck all the time. Right. So, but, um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll see what, now, when is, uh, In Your House for, that's the week before Hell in a Cell? Um, hold on one second, I got it right here. In Your House is, da da da, June 13th. So, a week from this Sunday. So, 10 days away from that. Um, they actually have yeah, five matches. Huh? Yeah, they have five matches? Four matches. Um, okay. The Fatal Five-Way, Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, um, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne. Then L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. And then Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Okay. So I guess they've already made that match official. Ember Moon doesn't All have right. to go through Dakota Kai to get her. Right. Uh, right. Right now, I believe we've just been joined on the line by the voice of PAPW, Mr. Matt DeCourt. Matt, can you hear me? I can hear you, Mr. Griff. No, sir. I've been a while. Greg, can you hear him? Uh, barely, but yeah, I can hear him. Yeah. Uh, yes, it has been a while, Matt. Uh, what, uh, a couple of questions I'm going to throw out there to you before we get into, uh, our interview here. First of all, from the ring announcer's point of view, what did you think of the, of the cuts by WWE today, the releases? Um, well, you and them were... Not only that, but I mean, me, like, kind of like the 
First of all, hi, Matt. How the hell you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Nuster? Oh, no complaints as of yet, but we just started our interview. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, one thing I was going to say is the only thing with Ruby Riot um, is it seemed like she was, even with Liv Morgan, stuck in that realm of mediocrity. Um, and... You know, they just, she wasn't going to elevate herself and maybe they just didn't have the know-how how to elevate her from a creative point. Um, so, I mean, that, that's one thing I was going to say. Sorry, I'm just reading what Tony wanted to ask. Yeah, he wants you to ask Matt a question, but we'll get to that question after uh, yeah. we finish talking to Matt. Yeah. We will definitely ask that question, I'll Tony. For a while. <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah, so go ahead, Greg. Oh, uh, no, that, that's the point that I wanted to make, was about yeah, Ruby Riot. Yep. So what's your, what's your thoughts on that, Matt, Ruby Riot? I mean, it's that is. With her, I think I just kind of hit it on the head, and it's something that, and I, and I gotta press this. I have watched more or SmackDown um, um, regularly in quite some time, but you know I do watch you know, those little like you know YouTube highlights for an aspect here and there. Yep. Um, and so, so I'm not that. But one thing, and with one of the reasons why uh, I'm not a regular viewer of those shows anymore was that, that I, I paid. Part the reason I got back to wrestling as a fan was 
for us. Um, again, I don't know if this was you know, more medical related or, or what, but Samoa Joe uh, never had the same sex. And so that, that's the kind of thing. And, you know, you can only rely on guys like, like you know, like Randy Orton in the mid for, for so long until, like, you got to start getting new faces in there. And I, I, I just don't know. I don't know whether it's like a creative thing, if there's some reluctancy or, or what the issue is, but it just seems like with, with some of the talent that comes up sometimes, it's like, you know, they get you shining moments and then nothing. And I, I just I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, anything else, Greg? Oh, I mean, why, why are you ready to go? Oh. I was just going to ask Matt. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Fire away. How, how has, I've been meaning to ask you, first of all, Matt, it was tremendous to see you and all the guys again after a year at PAP, away from PAPW. It was amazing. Hey, it was great to see you, Trim, and Dustin, I can't wait to see you. I want to see you well. Uh, well, well. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah, and uh, one question I've been saving to ask you, and that was a good time of any, uh, how has the pandemic changed the face of wrestling and how has it changed the face now that they're bringing the live crowds back? Oh boy. Well, um, I, I, I kind of, I'll speak from my experience first. You know, kind of, you know, the, uh, the larger
November until I think February, I was on hiatus. Very strange, but you know, now that the vaccine is rolled out, and I'll wrap this up a long time, but you know, now the vaccine is rolled out, you know, the pieces are dropping, things are starting to open up all over again. I've gotten to experience some of the loudest, most energetic crowds I've ever, I've ever had. And I think part of the reason is that, you know, I mentioned that I had been Sorry, just keep going. I, sorry, I message from my brother. Happy to respond to. Another question I want to ask you before we get to Tony's question is: How difficult was it for you to get back into the flow once you did come back? Because, like you said, wrestling is the outlet for you. You have your full time job, which you find it to Friday. I'm kind of pissed because you don't work weekends. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> but. But um, how how hard was it for you to get back into it, or were you just as excited to get back to it as when you first started? Well, here's the that's a great question because because I kind of mentioned to you, you know, when, when that first gap happened, I was coming off the of where in my opinion my best performance. So, and the reason I thought they were my best was because at that point I was finally starting. Uh, you know, get out to other promotions. I had done, um, you know, test strength a few times. I had done shut up and wrestle a few times. Uh, I had done uh, WWE, and um, uh, I was starting to, you know, get more acclimated to working multiple times a weekend, multiple times a month, and that really helped me help build my confidence, help build my network, and also help build my confidence. And so I was riding hot. Uh, you know, uh, top of the board, one of them. Uh, you know, our, our good friend Donkey Kate, 
Absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to apologize if for some reason I, I can hear you, but every now and then, you know, where I am, there's noise behind me. So if you did mention something to this fact, I apologize. Um, but I know you did say mention how great it was and how the energy felt with the fans being back in. But but what was it like after having that long layoff? To, to see the guys, you know, and, and the backstage camaraderie and, you know, the half hour, 45 minute hour beforehand where the wrestlers are all showing up. And I mean, what was that first reaction and how did that actually feel once again when you first saw the guys back in the training facility? Home again after after a fifth wave 
Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we uh we got a question here from Tony Black. Um, it says here, out of all the talent, he said, Matt, out of all the talent in PAPW, who do you see getting a big push, either tag team or singles, and where would you see them going? Oh wow, that's uh, that's a great question. So. Uh, in PAPW specifically, um, you know, there's, uh, we have a lot of good homegrown talent that's coming up right now. Um, there's, um, there's uh, in terms of tag teams, there's the Haven, um, Scott Knight, Jay Onyx, um, not just PAPW, but also in some other promotions that, you know, I've worked with them in. Whenever they come out, the reaction is definitely. And then uh, I know we have uh, one of your guys' favorites, uh, Black Walter. He's been making a huge name for himself. I, I, I remember, I'm not sure if I announced him, but I definitely remember seeing him for the first match. And, you know, seeing how far he's come, just been incredible. Um, you know, former GAPW House Vice Champion, preferring to play with Sears Champion. And then uh, one guy who's been making a major splash right now, not just in Paradise Alley, but but elsewhere is uh, Kylon King. Uh, I, I, I do think I actually, I'm fairly positive I did announce the first match. And, um, and again, you know, just like Black, you know, seeing him uh, come, come a long way. He was actually at an XWA event this past weekend. Um, he was supposed to wrestle, uh, speaking of former WWE superstar, he was supposed to wrestle Leo Rush. And I was, as a fan, I was really looking forward to that because Here's another guy, too, um, that uh, uh, kind, he's kind of new to PAPW, but I know him from uh, Test of Strength. His name's Ichiban. Very mysterious yeah. figure, but um, very good in the frame. And there was one time where I went to an XWA shirt and I throw down, and Ichiban and Kylon King put on a match that if you put it on AEW mm-hmm. Dark, it would have been very well received. And, and, and that's the thing. So it's like, you've got guys like that, you've got guys like the variety. That's the one thing I was going to say about, you know, PAPW is 
Uh, I mean, you guys got coming up the four-year, you know, alley fights anniversary and realizing, holy crap, it's been four years. And just seeing how, you know, not only how far the talent has grown, but how much new talent comes in. Because, you know, once again, you guys were off for a while. And even, you know, the, the last couple events before the pandemic hit, you know, last year, and you know, March and April, and then watching the, you know, the matches on Twitch, there's always somebody that I've never seen before. Um, so the, the, the word is getting out um, that PAPW is, is just becoming, you know, a, you know, maybe, maybe a warm bed right now, but on its way to being a hotbed for local independent wrestling.
So, awesome. so the the July seventeenth show that's at the training facility. Okay. Okay. And that was July 17th? Yep. All right. Now, with me being... With me being an old school kind of wrestling fan and podcast guy, I have to put this out there. And I'm not saying this because he's out there with us. He's a friend of ours. But I would have to say my top three all-time ring announcers of all time are Howard Finkel, Gary Michael Capetta, and Matt DeCord. Because if Matt, if Matt DeCord could go up to NXT, Matt DeCord would be, NXT would, not only with Matt and their talent, would improved by leaps and bounds and his career as a ring announcer is just so far ahead of him he can just go anywhere he wants and make great fans and excite a crowd like nobody's business and Matt we've had you on the show numerous times before that's why we like to bring out PAPW talent on the show we like to get their names out there uh, I'm also working on a couple of members of the Battle Academy um, to come on the podcast to get their name out there. And um, I just want to say that it's an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to not only know you, but to have you on our show calling and showing us the, the respect that we show you and that we show PAPW is just amazing on both ends. Hey, no, it's it, 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 I, you know, I, I, I won't speak, but, so thank you very much, so, for that extremely kind topic. I found a way to shut him up, Greg. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, I did, and, um, and, yeah, it's just been, yeah, I'm just a humble kid from Connecticut, and, like, I, I never knew I could, well, I knew I kind of had to know, but, you know, I never knew I could take it this far, and, I do have one more thing. Um, I, I see the look in Trivia's eyes. Um, you know, he's gonna ask me if I had anything else. Um, but I, I, what, I, I have two, two things. Um, I don't know how much pull Matt DeCourt has with his fame and fortune 
in the uh, announcing. Um, so one is a question and then one is a request. So first, the question is we know you have the great voice for ring announcing. What would it take to get Matt to court to sing the national anthem live at one of the events? part I kind of say tongue-in-cheek but I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I can be at the July 17th show um it's you know been a long time and I'm hoping that maybe Matt the court has a little pull to you know and once again I say it with tongue-in-cheek to recognize the greatness of the Nugster being in the audience. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, I, 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 I'm not going to put it, you know, say 100% you know, in concrete that, uh, that I can do that, but I, I, I'm fairly confident I can do that. So, so let, me, let me work on that, and, and um, if I see a crowd, I'm 99% sure I can give you a shout-out to Totally awesome. Yes, I, it I would be. I would be honored to, to be to sit next to Greg when that happens. Because like I like I tell everybody that listens to the show, that talks to me about the show, and I tell them there would not be a top rope report without the Nugster. And the things that this man has gone through in the last year, I he he's the strongest, toughest guy I know. To have him go, and and I know I, I know some pretty strong, tough guys. Hey Gary, thanks for tuning in. And um, <laughs> he's the strongest, toughest guy I know. Because to be honest with you, I could have never done and gone through what he has gone through in the last year. So, Greg, oh, you thank keep you. Your head up. I love you. I, I love you, my brother. And we're on show number three hundred fifty-seven, and hopefully another three hundred fifty-seven more to go. That's it. Hell yeah. And Matt, I just wanted, oh, uh, by the way, Greg, he said something about singing the national anthem. Now, Matt was saying that he sang some open mic. I was about to say, you know, singing happy birthday to your niece really doesn't count. But, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, Greg, anything else from that? No, that, that's what I've got. All right, Matt, I just wanted to say, on behalf of the Top Rope Report, first of all, don't forget to go to our store at tpublic.com. Pick yourself up a t-shirt or a coffee mug or whatever you got out there. There's going to be a sale coming up 
in a couple weeks. I expect to see Matt DeCore purchase something. <laughs> and uh, on, on behalf of myself. Yeah, and, a good coffee mug, let me tell you. Yep. And we also have one with our faces on it, so that's gonna be sell. That's gonna be a big seller alone. Yeah. Um, oh hell yeah! So I just wanted to say on behalf of myself and the Nugster, Matt, thank you very much for taking time out to join us tonight. And also, you wrestling fans out there, don't forget, Matt DeCourt will be on PWZ tonight with the Professor Rick Del Santo. Yep. Um, and Matt. Triple duty for you tonight. Yeah, just make Don't sure gar- gargle a little bit of salt water or something for those vocal cords. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I was actually just uh, talking to, uh, well, as you know, I was talking to uh, Don Kincaid. Yep. I read Don Kincaid a little earlier for sure in the box. And I told him, and I'll tell you guys now, it's going to be a busy night, but it's going to be one heck of a fun night. And you guys are a part of that fun tonight. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, once again, everything you've done for me in the past. That's going to be awesome, and the, the Top Rope Report will continuously support BAPW and continuously bring their talent on our show to get their name out there. Absolutely. We love it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Matt. You have a good night. Thank you for joining us. Thanks again, Matt. Uh, my pleasure. Anytime at all, guys. All righty. The voice of PAPW, Mr. Matt DeCore. What a what a pleasure and what an honor it was to talk to him. Greg, it was actually nice to have him, you know, reminisce with us a little bit. Yeah, it's always great to have Matt on. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I just got notification that uh, Greg Chester, well, I got that about 20 minutes ago, that Greg Chester is watching. Anthony yeah, I just, watching. I, I just got one that says, Anthony Canale is watching with you. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't. Well, I didn't see him. I don't see him here. But once again, maybe, maybe he's partners with John Cena because I can't see him. Right, uh, Tony. Thank you very much for the question. Um, so, Greg, we've come to a, another ending of the Top Rope Report. A tremendous show tonight. Yes, absolutely, show. absolutely. Probably one of the best shows we've done. Um, and closing, in closing tonight, one more thing about the releases. I mean, one question I wanted to ask you before we got into the interview with Matt, uh, when they put the releases out there, is there, is there an automatic no-compete clause, or Don't know. they just show up? Don't know. Because, you know, it's it all depends on the way their contract would have been structured. Um, typically speaking, when somebody is let go from their contract, there is some type of no-compete clause in it. As to whether it's 30, 60, 90 days, that, that depends on the language of their, of their contract. Some, I know yeah. some, I've read that some have a, you know, an, you can compete immediately. You just can't be on TV. You know, right. so, you know, that's why some people can go to independent shows, you know, till their 90-day or whatever compete clause, you know, expires. Yep. I was just wondering because, I mean, do you really think that some of those released wrestlers will appear on AEW? Um, well, I mean, it... 
all depends on what AEW wants to do and what they want to do. I, I mean, none of them are too old to quote-unquote restart their careers. Um, Good. I mean, so if they think they're usable people... Um, no. If they're usable people, then... Yeah, somebody will, somebody will scoop them up. All right, cool. Cool. All right, so we've come to the end of another live edition of the Top Rope Report. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. The questions were great. The comments were awesome. And couldn't could, couldn't ask for a better interview tonight than with Matt DeCord. So no, Matt, absolutely not. Thank you very much for, for taking time to join us. And... Um, on behalf of the Nubby Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you very much and we'll see you Sunday. The illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report.